Hi everyone, welcome back to Touch of Grey. If you are new here, my name is Caroline and I am so happy that you guys have joined me today. Wow, it has actually been so long since I have sat in my bathroom and recorded an episode. It's literally the last episode I did was in or was during Christmas break. That's like literally two months ago. So my apologies on not being active. I have actually been super busy, which I'm going to get into in a second. But I really miss this. Like, as much as, like, you guys love the podcast, I love the podcast because, I don't know, just talking and sharing my opinion on things, I really learned, like, the power of my voice. And I think everybody should use their voice to do good things in the world. Um, so what has been going on, Caroline? Well, um, a lot of school stuff. I've just been getting home super late and I'm too tired to A, do homework, to B, do podcast. And actually, in all honesty, I did do a few recordings with some people and myself, but I've just been really hard on myself and maybe this comes with, I guess, more people listening, but... I, I don't want to put something out there that I'm not 100% proud of and I just haven't had the time to really sit down and collect my thoughts and write out kind of the things I want to talk about to make sure that it has structure to it and if I'm not 100% proud of it, I don't feel good putting it out there, you know? So I've kind of been dealing with that but I've been getting home from school really late. Um, if you know me you know that dance used to be a really big part of my life but i really only dance at school now i mean i take dance class at school and every year we have this thing called the dance concert in which students and teachers choreograph and we put on this huge performance and so i've been really busy with that and our final performance was i think two or three weekends ago and it was so emotional it was kind of like the start of the end and I mean I am so upset to leave I truly love my school I am someone that I love learning and I know everyone like hates school and like I sound like oh my god I love learning but no I love going to school and like pushing myself to do more things like that's why I love physics and math and now English this year it's like pushing my moral moral dilemma I guess and I'm learning all about philosophy and like how the world works it's just awesome I also feel like I'm kind of having an identity crisis because there are so many kind of books that I want to read and there's so much I don't know about the world that it just puts me in this like oh my gosh am I gonna live long enough to learn everything I can but I don't know that's that but anyways i been super busy with the dance concert because I was super invo- I'm super involved with it and just like that final performance Natalie and I like looked at each other and I mean we basically choreographed the whole senior dance which like a lot of our friends did and it was really sad having to picture that you know it's the end of an era and you know, this time next year, we're not going to be at home driving to school and dancing after school, you know, we're going to be in college on our own. 
And I mean, I think that's a different episode that I should talk about because I've only been at that school for four years and I'm having a hard time picturing leaving. I don't know about the people that have been there for 13 years. I mean, that's the only place they know as home. So there's been that. I am also, I'm doing the play, which it's High School Musical this year. And I have a featured role. I'm the cheer captain. So I have that a lot during the week and on the weekends. And for a while, my weekends, I was at school from 12 to 8. I had dance from like 12 to 5 and then play rehearsal from 5 to 8. And honestly, I wouldn't want to spend my Sunday any other way. It was like so rewarding, so fun. And yeah, I've just been really caught up with that. And now that the dance concert's over, play rehearsal has picked up. And so I have that now three times a week. And really Thursdays are are my only off day, but... I don't know. I just, when I get home, I'm trying to put my mental health first in that I am working out when I feel that my body needs it. I, if I need to sleep, I'll take a 30 minute nap, you know? Um, the senioritis is really bad. I just, I, the other day I finally sat down and was like, I need to sit at my desk and get all my math homework out of the way because I mean, I'm not even like, I don't know where I'm going yet. So it's not like I can slack off now. But that's been kind of what's been going on in my life Um, this weekend. Oh, I'm really excited for this weekend. I'm going to Deep Creek with three of my best friends. My friend got a house and we're going down and like we're going to do a little like charcuterie night. And I don't know, just like spending time with them. Going to be really fun because we have the long weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but today's episode, that was a long intro into this, is about FOMO versus FOGO and kind of how that applies to anxiety. Now, you may be listening and thinking, Caroline, what is FOMO? What is FOGO? What are you talking about? Well, they're basically abbreviations for these little, I guess, sayings. FOGO means fear of going out and FOMO means fear of missing out. And I have experiences with both, and I'm going to kind of tell my story with it in a chronological way and like how, what times in my life I've dealt with it, because actually I've meant to do this episode for a while. I just haven't sat down and done it, you know, but I was away on vacation and I had like the worst FOGO and I was like, this is actually something that a lot of people deal with. I think I need to talk about it. So... I will get into that later, but I'm going to start with, oh, FOMO. I was having FOMO. I was missing out. Whatever. You, you will get what I'm saying. Um, but I'm going to start with FOGO, fear of going out, because I suffer from really bad anxiety. And it has to do with an incident my freshman year, which I'm not going to talk about. You know, I'm not going to get detailed into it. I hate to do this, but it's kind of like, if you know, you know, kind of situation. And it really impacted me and gave me FOGO. But I don't know. I, I just, I don't feel comfortable talking about it on here because it involves like other people. And I don't know. So respect that. I'm going to talk about one time in specific where I really noticed that my FOGO was bad and that I needed to go back to therapy. 
Um, so let's go back to Halloween in 2020, two years ago. I was with a friend and we both wanted to go out that night. And we like made plans and I told my mom and my mom was like, okay, great. Like I'll drive you guys up there. You guys can Uber back. And we were like, perfect. This is so awesome. And at that moment, I was feeling great about it. I was like, I'm going to see some friends. I'm going to have a fun night. It's Halloween. We have an awesome, awesome costume on. Like everything's going to be great. And so my mom ends up making me drive because at this time I only have my permit. But she wants me to drive there so she can only drive back. And since I kind of live far from like Baltimore, it would t- it was taking us longer. Plus this house wasn't even in Baltimore. And so I was like, okay, perfect. I'll drive. You drive back. So we're driving there. And, you know, we're just like jamming out, having a fun time, having good conversations. Um, and then we get to be around 10 minutes away. And that's kind of when I start getting in my head like, uh-oh, like, I don't really want to go like I don't want to interact with people I feel like everyone hates me and like I only have my one friend here and I don't want to bother them the whole night I want them to hang out with their friends and I don't want anything bad to happen to me again and just like the thoughts started spiraling and I know the signs when I'm getting a panic attack my I start shaking my legs start shaking I my OCD gets really bad I get these like neck twitches I start picking out my nails my hair I can't breathe and so as I'm driving I start gripping the steering wheel a lot tighter it's really getting hard for me to breathe my legs are shaking I'm like really not in a state to drive but like you know what I'm kind of like disassociating from the conversation that's happening between my friend and my mom and my mom kind of notices that and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, like nothing, just a little nervous. And then we get to be five minutes away. And I say, I want to go back. I want to go home. My mom's like, what? We already like drove 35 minutes. Like, are you kidding me? We're not trying around now. And I was like, no, I can't do it. I want to go home. And I'm, I'm at the point where I'm about to cry and like break down because I don't I don't want to go. I have this huge fear of something bad's going to happen to me, even though I was currently with the person that I trusted the most and I knew would take care of me. But I just, I, I couldn't get out of that spiral. And my mom's like, calm down, take a few deep breaths. It's going to be okay. And at that time, I felt so debilitated because my anxiety had complete control over me I couldn't put myself back together I couldn't calm myself down I couldn't control my breathing I was just a mess and I finally like got there and I'm like I'm not getting out of the car like I can't do this I can't do this my mom's like take a deep breath you'll be fine if it's bad I'll turn around and get you and I'm like shaking as I'm walking in and I see a few friends I'm like oh like I don't know I don't want to like say hi but it was all in my head. They come up to me and now they're two of my best friends and we I had a great time that night. But in the moment, I thought that I was dying. I thought that if I went, something would truly something truly awful would happen to me and I I didn't want that to happen. And that social anxiety really showed me that there was something deeper going on. And it took me a long time to notice it. And so my mom was like, I think you need to start going to therapy again. 
And if you've listened to my other episodes, you know that I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I actually, this is sad to say, well, this is good for me, but I finally graduated therapy. Um, My therapist was like slowly trying to like let me be on my own. And like she moved to once every two weeks and then once a month. And then she was like, why are we still meeting? And I was like, so I can fill you in on my life? Like, duh. She was like, no, like, I think right now, like you were in such a good mental spot where if you notice something bad's happening or like something's threatening your mental health, you know what's happening and you, you proactively do stuff to get yourself better. And I was like, you're right. She was like, if anything bad ever happens, you can always text me and we'll schedule a session, but she's also pregnant and having a baby soon. So (laughs) I don't know how that relates to this, but anyways, going back to my story. Um, I realized that there was a deeper problem and I wasn't dealing with emotions that I think I, I was finally ready to deal with and they were painful and it was trauma. And this kind of goes back to that freshman year thing. And I'm just going to say trauma. That's, that's really the only word I can use to kind of describe what happened. So I don't know why it was then. And like why going out was what showed the deeper rooted trauma that I needed to deal with. But something that my therapist told me that I've actually told a lot of my friends because it has really stuck with me. And I might have mentioned this in another episode. I don't know. But if I did, you're going to hear it again because I think it's that important. My therapist said to me, our brain is designed for us to dis- to survive. If you go back centuries when we were nothing but cavemen, all our brain knew was how to survive. We knew that we needed food, water, human interaction, sleep. That's how we were to get by each day. And now we know that our brain is so powerful. I mean, I was just talking to about this with my friends literally today. I meet a lot of new people and when they're wearing masks, my brain automatically fills in what I think the rest of their face is going to look like. And if someone were to pull down their mask or take off their mask when they're drinking water or eating food, it's a lot different than what my brain had pictured. And that's just like so crazy that our brain fills in the spots that we're missing. But that's just an example of how powerful your brain is. Back to what my therapist said is that When something traumatic happens to us, because our brain is designed to survive, it will put that trauma in the unconscious side of your brain until your brain and body communicate that you are strong enough to handle it. Take that in for a second. Your brain knows when you are ready to handle something that is happening to you or that has happened to you. In my case, this happened January of my freshman year. It wasn't till the end of, it it was almost a year later, a year and a half later that I was suffering the consequences of it and I was really realizing what happened and that, you know, I just had to deal with that pain. And when I was going through that pain, it felt like I didn't understand why. Because it had happened so long ago and I didn't know why I was dealing with it now. But I realized looking back that I was in such a bad mental state when that trauma happened that if I had dealt with it then, who knows if 
if my brain knew I would be able to survive it or not. But my brain knew that I had a great support system and great people around me to deal with it and get through it. So if you are going through anything that you feel is really taking a toll on you and you don't know if you're going to make it, take a deep breath because your brain is so powerful. Your brain wouldn't give you anything that you're not capable of handling. And put that faith in yourself and in your brain to know that you are going to be okay. And trauma, it sucks to deal with. It's painful. It's sad. It brings up all these emotions. But at the end of the day, it makes you learn more about yourself and you get to grow from it. So that was my long tangent to FOGO and I guess how going to therapy that that incident showed me that I need to go to therapy and it made me deal with that trauma. And if I look back to where I am now, I never thought my anxiety would be this much better. You know, I can go a week without a panic attack. I don't constantly feel on edge and I'm not constantly having OCD or any of my other symptoms that I had for the longest time. And sometimes I wish I could just go back and tell that girl that, you know what, you're going to be perfectly okay. Um, so that's my story with FOMO. Um, it definitely has gotten better. I think when I'm in situations where I don't know a lot of people, I have to push myself because usually I'm a very outgoing person. I love meeting new people and like talking to them, getting to know them. I think that's a quality that I have that is really good about me. Um, but back then I was, I had my people and those are my people. Um, so now let's fast forward to a few months ago. If you know my family, you know that we are a big ski family. We love to ski. My parents met out West in Jackson Hole. We love the mountains. We've grown up skiing. We love it. It's our kind of our happy place. So during Christmas break, I think, we went to Vail, Colorado, and it was really such a fun time. And Friday night, after a day of skiing, my mom had reservations at this really nice French restaurant in downtown Vail. And so I put on a cute outfit and I got all ready. And my friends were like texting me like, yeah, we're going to go to this party, but like, I don't know, we'll keep you updated. And already I was really anxious about missing out that night because I didn't know what was going to happen. In my mind, I was like, what if people talk about me? Like, what if I'm not there? What if like it's the most eventful night ever? I don't know. Looking back on it, the thoughts now really don't have that much purpose and power behind them. But in the moment, man, I thought I was missing out on a lot. So we're at dinner and my friends were being great about it because they also experience experience FOMO. And they were like, you know what? We're going to text you the whole night. We're going to keep you updated. Any drama that happens, like you'll be the first to know. And I was like, great, this is awesome. And some point during dinner, I, I started noticing that I was getting the symptoms of my panic attack. You know, I... I was kind of disassociating. I I found it hard to breathe. I remember I was like picking off my nails and like pulling my hair. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to break down. 
and I, I finally, I was like, okay, I need to go to the bathroom. And I called my friend in the bathroom and I just broke down. And I don't know why I was so upset because I couldn't do anything about what was going to happen. I could only control me in that moment. But I was so attached to this idea that I was missing something amazing and something so fantastic that I would regret it forever. In the, but in reality, I was in Vail. I was skiing. I was at an awesome French restaurant with awesome food and I couldn't live in the present. And you know what? It, it took me a while to kind of accept that I needed to be in the present. But my mom, I think, saw what was happening and she came to the bathroom and I like finally had finished crying and my mom and I opened the bathroom door and my mom's there looking at me, giving me that look. She gives me a hug and then I just lose it again. And my mom's hugging me and talking to me and she was like, you know what, like I used to have this fear when I was your age and it's even worse now because there's social media. And I was like, what? And she does have a point because when you're out, you're only going to post pictures of you having fun. You're not going to post pictures of you being bored or anything, you know? You all, you're going to fake it till you make it. You're going to show that you're having a great time. And my mom was like, we are at an amazing dinner. Like, live in the present. Control what you can control. And I was like, you're right. I can't control anything that is happening in Baltimore right now. I can only control how my night goes and what I do with the rest of this trip. And I pulled it together and I had to turn off my phone and I had to just let it go. But it was in that moment where my anxiety was so overwhelming that I thought that I was going to die if I was not there. I mean, what did, what did my anxiety want me to do? Get a flight home and go? I mean, that logistically would not have worked out. And I mean, would, would my anxiety rather I stay home and miss this amazing opportunity and bonding with my family? I mean, that's a whole other side of this is that this dinner was like time I had with my family, all of my family, which I don't have that much time left with my family because I'm leaving soon and I barely see my siblings because I get home when they're asleep and on the weekends I'm not really home and I don't know leaving home is just really sad because my little siblings are munchkins they're so little even though I know my sister would say I'm not little I'm like yes you're you're a baby um but anyways FOMO I think when you're experiencing that anxiety you have to take a step back. And that is so hard to do. Like even when you're overthinking and like upset about something, you have to take a step back. And one, you need to realize that you can only control what you can control. You are only in charge of your own actions. You cannot control another person. You cannot change another person. You can only do that to you. And sometimes it's really hard to pull yourself out of it because you feel like there's nothing's going to stop. 
And you know what? I think that's why when I'm having my panic attacks, I cry because crying is, is that release of all of those emotions. And I really sympathize with anyone that has this crippling anxiety because it is so hard to deal with. It is so painful and consuming and debilitating. And I think that really pulling yourself back is the best way to get to the deeper what what's the rooted problem here you know why why was I having the FOGO because I was going through trauma and I didn't want something bad to happen to me again why was I having the FOMO because I didn't want to be replaced and I didn't want to miss a bunch of memories and you know I think that that's a really hard part of not necessarily life, but when you have that ability, I mean, I still don't have this ability. I'm working on it. But when you have that ability to see what what is happening and like I said, your brain is so powerful. Your brain is going into the spiral and you need to take a step back and look at it from a different perspective and see the good in the world. And in the situation that you're in. So that is my experience with FOMO and FOGO. I think overall, you just, you really, I think in every one of those situations, there's a deeper rooted problem. I mean, my friend that has FOMO when her boyfriend's out at a party, I think she has FOMO because she she thinks her boyfriend's going to cheat on her. And that's that's really hard to deal with when you're in a relationship because you have to put all of that trust into your partner. But if you don't have trust, then what's the point of the relationship, you know? But taking a step back and realizing that. So the next time any of you find yourself to be anxious or going through FOMO or FOGO, take a step back and realize that you can only control what you can control. Like I said in my other episode, you can do everything or nothing. The power is all up to you. So that was kind of today's episode. Um, It was really just me talking. Um, I mentioned earlier that I'm going to Deep Creek this weekend and my friends and I planned out a bunch of like fun little episodes that are kind of less related to like the self-help and like self-growth, but I was inspired by Emma Chamberlain, but I'll talk about that in another episode. Um, But yeah, thank you all so much for listening i really hope to be back on here regularly i mean this podcast has really turned my life upside down in the best way possible um but that's it thank you all so much for listening and i will see you guys next time bye